I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Summer break is over. It's over. We're all back. And by all of us, I mean everybody but Brandon. I'm John. This is episode 273. Stu's here. Hey, John. How's it going? Not too bad, Stu. And Chicken's here. I'm here. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's, it's good to hear the voices of somebody who's not a newborn or a toddler. <laughs> well... To talk to in uh, physical age. I was going to say maturity wise, this is, is pretty apples to apples. I think. Yeah, you're not getting. It's never. It's never been about. It's never been about maturity. It's only been about just nobody. Nobody needing anything from me during this during this podcast. I day. wouldn't. And I say that, but every <laughs> chance I'll be interrupted by one or more of my children, or by me during this podcast. Or by me asking for fifteen dollars. <laughs> Don't have fifteen dollars. I have two for children record, now. We are going to need you to merge the audio files at the end of this and post the episode, John. So there is a certain level of need. Yeah, just, just keep that in mind. And that's not. For, I hope people. For the record, that's not a joke. I mean, that's not. That's actually a serious yeah. thing, John. And and I hope the audience understands that too. We we literally need you to do that. That's not. <laughs> I just want to, we, we often record during events and we talk about what's going on in the event. So you have some idea what, when this is happening. For the record, it's July 11th. If I get to merging these audio files and publishing this podcast during the month of July, I'll actually be fairly proud of myself. So it's July 11th. Hopefully this gets out sometime before Labor Day. We'll just aim for Labor Day. At the rate we're recording podcasts right now, it won't matter anything. <laughs> True. Um, the main, the main thing I wanted to talk about, number one, I wanted to get back to podcast land, but number two, I wanted to talk to somebody about the twins and I wanted to talk to both of you guys about your fear level for the second half. Mm, of the season. Okay. It, we, we often talk about the six to midnight scale. This might be the midnight to six scale mm-hmm. where you're at because uh, frankly, the last couple weeks before the all-star break for the twins not real good. Uh, 
Again, I wasn't I wasn't paying a they lot were, of attention, but it seemed like they were fine. It seemed like things they were, were fine. Yeah, but it, Cleveland didn't lose like for they two were, weeks. That's the problem. They well, the, the confusing thing was during that stretch, Cleveland lost like fourteen to nothing to Baltimore. Yep, two days. Those are the only games they lost. Were get- destroyed by Baltimore, <laughs> really, and like destroyed by by fifteen runs. Yeah. And uh, the 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 wow. Twins basically played like 500 ball for the last two weeks, and Cleveland just went apeshit. And now it's gone from 11 and a half to five and a half. That's you know, I like I I did I will say I liked it better when Cleveland couldn't do anything mm-hmm. right. That was way better, and the Twins could just sort of sail sail along doing way more and enjoyable. end up with yeah. 12 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't I don't have any. I I don't know why Cleveland got good. I assume well they played worse competition. Corey they're, Schneider they're playing Baltimore started hitting. They got a little healthier, and their schedule has been just candy. That's it, absolute candy. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I and you'll see it in my uh, post for Twins Daily tomorrow. I'm I'm va- oh I'm vacillating. Wow. And of course, fancy I, pants. Of course, I couldn't put my actual name to it, so I had to create a cutout character from Cocado. Um, I'm I'm vacillating between panic and dread. I I I they've played well enough this year and have not had the you know oh shit here we go type of slump or those absolute you know gutting type type of defeats. Um again they haven't lost three in a row all year. So um I don't know that panic is in order, but that dread, that low level Minnesota sports fan dread, I definitely feel that right now. Oh, that's Stu. I'm right there with you. Yeah, it, you know, it, Gleeman posted that they the Twins have the easiest schedule of the second half mm-hmm. of any team in baseball. They do, and it it does me no it it gives me no solace. It that dread you speak of. Tell me this. Let, let me put it this way: How surprised would you be? What level of surprise would you have if tomorrow the Twins announced that over the All Star break? They had like a giant team party at Big Island on Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> like, it wouldn't, everybody would be like, oh yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, well, fuck it. I guess we're fucking done. <laughs> like, nobody would bat an eyelash. You'd be like, oh, shit. Okay. Taylor, uh, Taylor Rogers. Is, looking? He's on the IL with diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's throwing 97 mile an hour sliders out of his BH. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, uh, God, I, I, the injuries are troubling, but none of them are season ending. Cleveland can't stay this hot forever. Uh, the easy schedule is there. Uh, I mean, and yet, and yet, I don't, there's so much and yet. The whole season is and yet right now. I mean, it's a, it's a huge, I mean, this series is, it's giant. I mean, it's three games at Cleveland. Uh, both mm-hmm. teams' best three starters going at each other. It's going to be, I mean, in theory, it should be fun as hell, but it's terrifying. No, it's going to be terrifying. Exactly. No, I'm not watching. Yeah, oh, I, I'm not watching. There's zero. No, I'm. <laughs> what the, I'm going to what? I'm going to find one of those caves that they have in a state park, and that's. I'm just going to live there. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go in, and they're going to say, "Sir, you need to leave." No, I'm not leaving. You have to call on the National Guard because I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> this is cave mystery cave outside of Altura or where the fuck it is. Yeah, that's this is, is my home now. <laughs> yep. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I uh, right. 
yeah, here's, I, here, here's what I want you guys to try to talk me down about. <laughs> We're the like two I, to do it. Okay. Yeah. Good luck with this. Well, like I said, I haven't, I haven't been paying attention enough to, to, to go inside the numbers and really have a lot of facts here. But what it seems like is happening is that all of the twins starting pitchers have stopped being the best starting staff in the history of baseball and started being the pitchers that we expected them to be coming into the season. And what I want to know is, am I right about that or am I wrong about that? Hmm. It seems, it seems like, and again, this is my newborn addled attention span free view of how things have been going, but it seems like Odorizzi has fallen off. It seems like Barrios has maybe not struggled, but not been the, the same pitcher he was at the start of the season. That Gibby is turning back into Gibby. Martin Perez is a pumpkin again. Michael Pineda hasn't been much. I, am I wrong? I Tell me I'm wrong. you're overselling that. I don't think that... I'm overselling I, I don't that. Think, yeah. That's good news. That's I mean, what I want to hear. Pineda threw like... The la- his last two outings, he's thrown like 20 strikeouts, which is crazy. And he's still the fifth best starter. And I, I, I certainly, I don't really relish seeing him start another game for the Twins. I just as soon they called up one of the kids or made a trade. I think uh, CF and I talked about this on the online a while back. Um, and Odorizzi was fine. And then he like his fingernail broke in half. Um, I think Bar- Barrios is fine. I think, um, I am worried about Gibby and, uh, Perez wildly inconsistent. The, 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 the rise and the fall were equally swift and I, you certainly can't trust him. And I think, um, in, in addition to a bullpen move, they will also make a move for a starting pitcher. I think they almost have to. And I think Perez might actually end up going into relief if I had to had to guess what they were going to do. I All right. So what you're telling me is that they need another starter mostly because they can't have Martin Perez around anyway. Uh, Am I right about uh, that? It's more to line uh, that they're eyeing the playoffs. Yes. And there isn't a person on this planet who loves Kyle Gibson more than I do, but I also – do not want to see him not his family, start a, not no, his friend. No, Mrs. Gibson is on is on the fence relative to me. Uh, I have you know how much I love Kyle Gibson, but do you want to see him starting against the Yankees in the playoffs in Yankee Stadium? No, nope. nobody wants to see well, him. Kyle Gibson no. doesn't want to see that. Nobody. I'd be comfortable. I would be well, comfortable with him as the fourth starter. That's where I'm comfortable with him right now. In uh, along the, the playoff in, run, in the playoffs, fine, zone. but not in the playoffs. That's, I do not want him starting a, ga- a playoff game. I want three fair. starters. I that's want fair. one, two, three, one, two, three, and that's one. it. Yep, that's. I want. I, you can talk me into order easy in the playoffs yep. right now, and obviously, Barrios. I'm comfortable. They need a third guy, and whether he ends up being like a number two or number three, I don't care. But they need somebody better than Perez or Gibson. They need somebody better. That's what, and they need two so, relievers. 
So right now your playoff rotation would be Barrios, Odorizzi, and Pineda. <laughs> no, I think right now it would be Gibson. Oh. It would have to be Gibson because there's be, no other better choice. It would be Gibson. But, and that's what I don't want. That's yeah. the point. Right. So the point is we don't want Pineda or Gibson or Martin Perez starting a playoff game. Correct. I don't want Pineda. No, I, I, I'm okay with him in the sixth inning of a 4-1 to one game that they're ahead having to face maybe two batters that's it that's that's my level of comfort that's i'm extending my level of comfort as far as it can go with Pineda. that scenario a two-run game nope i'm out he's he's got to go to the bench seventh inning and passed nope he's out blowout victory maybe a three-run lead six inning so how long ago was it that Odorizzi's fingernail fell? It was in the middle of – he got named to the All-Star game, and, like, he started, like, the next night, and his fingernail fell right off while he was pitching. He was, like – it was, like, one run over five innings, and then I think they lost the game in after that. It was just awful. Well, because the, fun, the funny thing about Odorizzi, and I'm, I'm frantically pulling up statistics here, the funny thing about Odorizzi is he almost started the All-Star game. Like mm-hmm. he was almost the starting pitcher mm-hmm. in an all-star game. And I realized that the all-star game is basically meaningless, but still that means some, there is a level of significance to that statement. Sure. There is a level of significance, but I'm looking at the, the, the month before the all-star break, he made four starts, had an ERA of 7.8, had the opponents hit 307 off him. I, his, his fingernail wasn't gone for that whole time. Gave up six homers and four starts. That's that doesn't speak to me of this is a guy who's going to write the ship necessarily in the second half. This speaks to me more like a guy who had two really good months and is now again Jake Odorizzi. That's what worries me. Is that Jake Odorizzi is not Jake Odorizzi the better version. He is Jake Odorizzi the Jake Odorizzi we all knew. Legitimate concern. Yeah. But I can also tell you they're not going to trade for two starting pitchers. So no, nope. <laughs> you better hope he. Uh, that was just a blip. If if they trade for one, I will be surprised. I think they will. Legit- I really do I actually, think they will. I think they. Uh, I think Stu, if it, if they will, I should I, let me couch my statement. Um, somebody of some stature, I'll be surprised right. it, if they trade for. Fuck it, I don't know. Lance Lynn part de. Yeah, <laughs> okay. might actually be, and it literally could be Lance Lynn. <laughs> that, okay, I think everybody, all of us, will point to that and go. We call that the the Rick Reed trade candidate. It's going to be something. Jesus, of don't that. say the double R word, man. That's just you did. Sorry, too late. That's out of the bag. So what we're what we're going to do here is they're going to trade for Rick Reed and they're going to trade for Matt Cat. Jesus, man. That's that's what we're looking at here. Ah, uh, fuck me. Yeah, I st- uh, I'm guardedly optimistic. I, but again, I'm the the dread panic. I didn't expect this to happen, which I should have. Obviously, Minnesota and all that. <laughs> I obviously naive idiot forty forty eight years old. You think I would know this by now that the shoe was going to drop? But I mean, it's just because they played. I mean, they didn't play. They haven't played bad yet. They played five hundred at their worst. It's just that Cleveland went you know, nuts. So, and now they have a three game series at Cleveland right after the all-star break. 
And, you know, I don't know who's all. They should have most everyone healthy except for Kron. Or Crone, I'm sorry. Um, but I think they'll have everyone else back except for Crone and Tortuga. And Tortuga is like the 12th player. They'll have. That sounds about right. Rosario will be back. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's been kind of strange because there was a period about a month into the season where all of a sudden everybody was hitting and people started saying, well, what are they going to do? They got 11 guys who can hit out. Can they get them in all in the lineup at the same Always time? Always works out. And since since that very day, I think they've just been rotating two guys onto Pretty the disabled list at all times since then. Mm-hmm. I Astadio has been hurt in some actual way off and on since then, but everybody else is just like, oh, Marwin Gonzalez, he's got uh, leg. He got leg. Injuries. He's got uh, he's got a, a knee. He needs two weeks off. And then they oh, uh, Eddie Rosario, he's, his, his arm is flesh-eating bacteria. We, we can't do anything about it. He just needs rest. And it seems like, I'm not saying in any way that they actually were gaming the disabled list. But it did kind of seem like the fantasy baseball guy that's oh still on the disabled list, just sort of swapping him in and out, just uh, make sure that they didn't have to make any hard decisions about who was going to play every day. Well, I mean, some of the, some of those lineups so, they were trying those outfield um, they were not resting guys. I don't think they would even with the lead they had. I don't think you would put Jake Cave, Luis Arias, and Ira Adrianza as you're starting outfield on purpose, you know, right. unless you're, <laughs> unless it's unless you're the Chicago White Sox in 1919. I don't think you're doing that on purpose, you know. Um, <laughs> there were there were a couple of outfield lineups that just made you look and go, "This is <laughs> the, this the, is the not curse good. of Lamont Wade <laughs> comes up for two games, gets hurt in both. <laughs> I, that's hard to do." <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His thumb fell off. You just His look up thumb and fell off. Delman Young, <laughs> Delman Young's playing left field again. Oswaldo Arcia is playing right field again. It's just two guys who aren't even wearing their gloves. They just have them on the top of their heads like a football <laughs> helmet. They're just looking through them. <sighs> just flashbacks. So yeah, I mean, it's been worse. It's just it's kind of like we were comfortable. We let ourselves get comfortable. And now they have, they're going to actually have to work a little bit here for the next couple of weeks. And, and they yeah. should, I mean, we, they're still going to make the playoffs. It's not, that's, I mean, because, I mean, half the American League is, like, tanking hard, right? I, does Ron Gardenhire still manage? Does he, like, just, <laughs> he sits in his parking lot, in the parking lot of Tigers in Comerica Park, in his RV, talking to Andy about things? He doesn't actually manage, I don't think. Going. I mean, Jesus, and the Orioles, I mean, are so bad. I, They're going to get in the playoffs. It's just, yeah, they sort of have to worry now about winning the division outright, not having to play the wild card game. They're going to actually have to try. I think they're going to be okay, but that that dread, it's there, there's a darkness. <laughs> there's a darkness. <laughs> there's a darkness. I mean, God bless the American League for forgetting to try. Seriously, it's year. just it's pathetic. just making things it's just making things so much better. It's like did the did Major League Baseball just hire like all the guys from the NBA, all this all of the disciples of Sam? Are they all in Major League Baseball now and just tanking left and right to get all the draft picks so they can try to get 
whatever the baseball version of Zion Williamson is. The amazing thing is there are there are a number of teams in the American League. Specifically, I guess I'm looking at the Angels. The Angels aren't trying to be bad in the way that every other team in the league is trying they to be They just happen bad. to have the best Kansas baseball City, player Detroit, in the universe on their Baltimore. team. Baltimore. Yeah. The, and they're still bad. And you have to really feel for any team that's struggling despite trying to be good in this scenario. Like Texas, Oakland, they're, they're, they're willing to be good, but they're not trying that hard to be good. And then you got like the Angels in Boston who are just struggling and whew, that's, that's not a good place to be in. Anyway, I'm glad, I'm glad that the, the twins could be 20 games under 500 in the second half and still end they up would have in the, the play. They would have the fifth play. They would play a road wild card game if they do that poorly. That's fucking crazy, but it's absolutely Possibly true. Against Tampa Possibly. Bay? <laughs> <laughs> they would have a home field advantage Boy. if they played at Tampa Bay, which is the funny part. This must be what it feels like to be a Yankees fan every single year, where you look around and say, well, our team might not be that good, but nobody else is going to be that good either. So We're going to win 89 games this year. Ah, oh, well, what are you going to do? Yep. Yeah, I guess yeah, we'll make the playoffs and beat the Twins happens. in the first Maybe round. Get lucky in the second round. See what happens after that. Five-hour game with the Red Sox every goddamn other day. And... <laughs> um, all right, so what you guys are telling me, the, the impression I'm getting is that it's not time to worry, but it is time to dread. I think that's fine. Oh, I'm worried, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm You're worried, worried and dreadful. Yeah, I'm staying I'm staying worried on the dread dreadful. side, but I am not going to tell anyone not to worry and not to panic. I, worry, yeah. I'm telling everybody worry and panic and and be dreadful, <laughs> full of all of them. That's it does you no good. The optimism isn't going to keep you warm at night. Optimism isn't going to start Game Three against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, that's that's all true. All right, I can't I can't handle the dread anymore. No, let's talk about something that's else. An, as long that's, as it's not the that's enough dread These for last four days have been uh, weird. You know, just they needed this break so bad, but they had this like Cleveland series looming on the horizon, just you know, blood red on the horizon, and now it's happens tomorrow, guys. Yeah, now it's flashing yeah. red lights, and you can't yeah, red your car is making a noise, and you can't turn the radio up loud enough to ignore it. Uh, it's either the wheel bearings or the brake calipers but it's gonna cost you a thousand bucks either way (sighs) all right so here's here's my second question this one is directed at chicken and also in a tertiary manner to mr puck chicken what is do you think Paul Fenton is attempting to get fired or is this just who he is? Hmm. So he's never been a general manager previously. He's been an assistant. We don't know what decisions he made as an assistant in Nashville. We don't know. There's just simply is no way of knowing, John. The assumption has to be that this is who he is because this is all we have to go off of. We we have nothing else right. to go off of. Um. I had offered a rant at Randball the other day about the 
the rudderless nature of this franchise currently. Um, you know, Rambal gave a wrote a, a post, I believe yesterday, about the Wolves and about uh, Gilda Radner's strategy. And I forget even what it was. Mostly, I forget because I don't care. The <laughs> but he it was it's for a salad read. Well, it, it it I remember as what I do recall is as I was reading it, it was very articulate and clear. Randball laid out a, a very articulate and clear vision for what R- Gilda Radner is trying to do. And again, I don't know what it was. It does it doesn't really matter. But I thought, oh well, that makes sense. Yeah, these moves are part of a larger plan and here is what that larger plan that is extremely obvious and that's what he wrote and i thought oh okay that makes sense um the twins i i wrote something to ramble about the twins vision and and their 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 plan and what the boy geniuses are trying to accomplish with the twins it seems fairly clear to me is that their their focus is almost is significantly on player development through advanced technology and then on the rosters, on the actual budget and payroll and roster side, it's about um, securing that that low cost, long term, young talent, cost controlled talent, and any holes that they have outside of those kinds of players, they supplement with one year free agents that have some upside, but they're not going to sign anybody to seven years, a free agent to seven or five or four years. They might sign somebody to two years. That's, that's the max they'll ever go. But for the most part, they're, they're, they're supplementing co- young cost controlled talent with one year free agents that have some upside. That's a plan. And it's working well this year. Last year, it worked horribly. Didn't work at all. This year, it's working really well so far. But it's a plan is the point that you can clearly see. The Vikings. Now, when, Spielman took over. He didn't have a plan. I don't think he knows what he's doing. He didn't have a plan. Leslie Frazier was the coach. And the Vikings ultimately, a couple years after Spielman took over as full-time GM and, and Frazier had been coaching, they were a disaster. Worst defense in the league. Horrible team. It took Zimmer coming in to give them a vision. Okay, here's the kind of team. Here's our plan. We are going to be a defense-first franchise we are going to draft a cornerback with every draft pick we have it's, you can argue whether it's a good or a bad plan the point is it is right. a plan we are going to our yes. focus is going to be on defense and we're going to try to build that whatever we can gain on offense is gravy and we're going to have we're going to put some resources towards you can't put zero resources but they put the majority of the resources towards defense that was their identity okay that's a plan so there's the three teams professional major professional teams in this league or in this market all have some semblance of a plan that you can clearly see and articulate. What is the Wild's current plan? I'm open to somebody telling me, here, here's their plan. They're going young. They're going skilled up the middle. They are, going, they are focusing entirely on defense. They are trying to get size. Um, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I'm... I don't know. I've studied it. I've studied it fairly extensively, and I think I know what their plan is. So <laughs> okay. I'm interested. You, you can tell me if I'm. I'm guessing this is going right. to be a joke because there's no way you know what their plan is and can clearly articulate. You it. can tell me if I'm right. Or tell me I'm right. wrong. I, this is this is my opinion. This is not solid fact. I haven't talked to the insiders, but this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that what Paul Fenton is doing and what he's driving towards and what he's thinking about all the time 
is building not one, but two, two different squads that are capable of competing for an American Hockey League championship. <laughs> I think that's what he's doing. Maybe. Like Donato, could, would he'd score yeah. 40 in Iowa. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Jordan Greenway, I, I really think that he is going to be a, a solid AHL player <laughs> in Paul Fenton's offense. And you look at some of the guys they got, and Zuccarello, I think, would be an amazing AHL player. And I think that's what he was thinking when he said, you know, we've got a lot of old guys on contracts that we literally can't move because they have no move clauses. I think what we need is another old guy on a contract we can't move because of a no move Mm -hmm. clause, especially with an expansion draft coming up. What we want is a guy on the wrong side of 30 who we literally have to take up another expansion because it's part of his contract. Yep. (sighs) But on the bright side and the again, it's silver linings with Finn. He's already traded all the guys they would have wanted to protect anyway. So it doesn't really matter. I'd I'd laugh that's, if I were that's crying my thought. so hard. Yeah, I I just I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't either. And I'm... why you take you you can just divide the wild roster by age. You you trade everybody who is in the middle, the twenty six, twenty seven year old guys, the prime age for a bunch of guys who are twenty two, twenty three, who I have not developed and have not shown signs that they're amazing players. They just have potential. But then you turn around in free agency and sign a guy who's 31. It doesn't. I honestly think there's an they, appetite in this market for wild fans have an appetite and would put up with a three-year rebuilding process. I really do. I think if they tanked for three seasons, I still think wild fans would understand. And I think people would come to a lot of games and it would be what's best for this team and people would understand that. And the only one who... It, the owner just simply won't let it go. And it's just going to be, so it's going to be eight years before they're ever even have a, a shot. And it's going to be two GMs from now. I mean, two, not the, this existing one. There's going to be another one, then another one. Then that third guy right. has a shot at building this franchise. It's <laughs> so, so what you're telling me is we had, We've we've got to go through we've got to go through the Terry Ryan, we got to go through Bill Smith, then back through Terry Ryan, till we get to the GM. That's what I'm telling you. That knows yes. what he's doing. I, <laughs> this is, that was like a fourteen a fourteen second sigh because I don't. It's just. It's stuff like, looking back in retrospect, he tried and tried and tried to trade Eric Stahl coming out of the trade deadline last year. And then right at the end, instead of trading him for anybody he could get, he just threw up his hands and turned around and signed him to a multi-year contract? <laughs> that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. I don't, I don't. It does. It, it's a, I, I. I'm stammering into the microphone because I just don't even know where to go with that. It, what if Rosa signed Wiggins right now to a longer contract? Like that's the, what if Fenton signed Wiggins? To a <laughs> what, if, what if both Timberwolves equally like signs both equally like Canadian? 
he is from Toronto. He's Canadian. I bet you yeah, he knows something about hockey. I bet you Fenton says, no, we're right. going to unlock it. He, he's from Canada. We're going to unlock that's it. right. He's got all his potential. Yep. He's like, he, he would be an amazing net front presence. It, it would be terrifying to see a seven-footer on skates. I don't think anyone disagrees with that. Zdeno Chara looks up to him. That would be... <laughs> Well, I mean, anyways, John, I, in I'm terms sorry. Of, we, in terms of perv- proven NHL production, you got Fiala on one hand, you got Andrew Wiggins on the other <laughs> hand. They're kind of about the same. <sighs> Fuck me. Uh, that's your answer, John. I don't know if that answered your question or not. We kind of wandered around there a bit. I don't even remember what the question was. I, I, I don't even remember what my question was either. Cause it was, I what is Paul Fenton doing? Does Paul don't... Fenton know what he was doing? That <laughs> yeah. was your question. <laughs> That's right. That's what it was. And at, at the 10-minute mark after that question, Chicken Fingers sighed for 17 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... That, that's where the... That's All I'm asking right for now. as a fan is a clearly articulated vision. And you don't you don't even have to come out and say it. You don't have to sit down and lay Fair. out your plan. Fair, like you're Sam Hickey writing a thirty-five a page letter, visible plan. Yeah, Give- it just has to be somewhat able to follow. And right now, it's just a, it's a it's a short story with no plot. Right now, there's characters just coming in out of left field. You never heard of them before. It's it makes no sense whatsoever. We can't we can't follow it, Paul Fenton. Because none of this makes any sense. All right. That's my wild ranting. That had to feel good. It's been, you it's been, you haven't had a wild rant since before Graham was born, correct? I, ha- I have not. your first post-second I... child hockey rant. <laughs> Is he there? There's a lot, Is of, he there's a lot of angst. Is this absorbing? Into up. No. No, you're not holding no. him? Uh, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it for him later. <laughs> the head, when I finally tiny get this baby headphones on him while September. he sleeps, like osmosis. You know, just... most people most people like take those headphones and they put them on their child to keep the noise out when they're at a sporting event or something. What I do is I put earbuds in his ears and I crank a phone all the way up and then I put those earphones over him to make sure that he's going to hear everything, every single word that I have to say and just fill his soul with the bile that has infected my soul for the last 35 some years. Do we have anything good to talk about? The twins are good. And we kind of went into the dumps on them, which we haven't had to all. We haven't had to for like two and a half months. It's just been glee with the twins. Mm -hmm. So we we, we probably just had to, I've got something good. I mean, number one, I had another child. experience. Number two, at some point, I keep, I check my mailbox every single day and I'm sure that chicken is checking his mailbox too. Because at some point we're going to get a royalty check, a consulting fee, a finder's fee. I don't even know what you would call it, but there's money coming to us from the University of Minnesota I, at what, some point. I, it's, yeah. I, is it maybe because, behind the alley? Like the guy's going to go with the trench coats going to like, hey. Come here. Come here. And he's just going to hand me a manila envelope full of hundreds. Please fill me in, John. What is uh, the money coming from? We sat down on this podcast, and I recognize, listeners, that this podcast does not have 
the reach of a, a Gleeman or a geek or a K fan or a whatever or a they're guy calling on the corner with a, with score, at his ankles score north at his junk yelling guy about, with, about revelation the guy Superman. with the bullhorn yeah. <laughs> yeah the third horseman was pestilence <laughs> doesn't it doesn't have the reach of any of that but it is published publicly anyone can download it anyone can listen mm-hmm. to it it's all for free nobody has to there are no barriers to listening to our podcast and Chicken and I sat down on this podcast and laid laid out our whole plan for the University of Minnesota to get people coming back to the games. Step number one was lowering the ticket prices. I like to call it the Step number the Maroon New Deal. The Maroon New Deal is what we called it from the start. Since the beginning, we've been calling it the Maroon New Deal, and it was a short plan. It involved lowering ticket prices and it involved selling beer at the games. And since the last, the last Gover sports season ended, since the basketball season ended and since the hockey season ended, both of which had attendance way down, the University of Minnesota has announced they're going to do two things. They're going to drop the ticket prices and they're going to start selling beer to everyone. It's not, it's not rocket science. We never claimed that the Maroon New Deal was rocket science. In fact, we complain, we, we claimed that its simplicity was what made it so genius. Mm-hmm. And that's what they've done. We appreciate that. That's exactly what we wanted them to do. And we're not asking for a lot. I'm asking a little for a acknowledgement. Lot. I want a lot. A of little money. acknowledgement in the form of money. some <laughs> yeah, money coming to us. That's all that's all we need. One million dollars. <laughs> Pay me one million dollars. So I assume that's coming. So that's a happy thing. At some point, that's going to happen. And I, I said it before in this podcast. I'll say it again. When they first started selling beer at TCF Bank Stadium, I thought it was a bad idea because they used to sell it at the Metrodome and everybody got drunk and threw up. That sounds awesome. And they started doing it at TCF Bank Stadium. And I thought, well, this is going to be terrible. It's going to be like a Vikings crowd. And what it turned out, what turned out to happen at TCF Bank Stadium was they started selling beer and everybody in the stadium had a beer. And it was fine. And it's just all old people who have one beer and think, oh, boy, this is IPA. <laughs> boy, this is something else there. Yep. Wow. And then I they got to like drive this. back to Badger Greenbush. And then so they're not exactly. going to have 20. So they're not getting hammered. And it's going to be the same at Mariucci Arena. And it's going to be the same at Williams Arena. And everywhere they sell beer, it's, fine. it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And if it wasn't They're fine, it's still sold. fine. Even if it's not it's fine, sold it's still everywhere. fine. It's not going to be yeah, Caligula. It's going to be fine. It's fine. And honestly, one of the things they always worry about when they talk about selling beer at college sporting events is everyone says, well, what about the students? Think about the children. Won't the students buy beer? And I I went to a hockey game last year. I've seen Gopher Sports crowds recently. A, drunk students would be a huge improvement over the current student body. That's at <laughs> it would be amazing. It would be amazing to have drunk students there. Because right now, none of them show up. No. And the ones that do look like they're there for I, class. I will. It looks, like, it, it looks like they're getting a two credit hour to be at free a Gopher Michigan drugs. This is another new. This is a new leg. This is a new platform to the Maroon New Deal. Students that show up to hockey games get free drugs. <laughs> All the acid you can drop. Whatever you want. We got uppers, we got downers. 
in-betweeners. Dipsy doos. Yep. Dipsy don'ts. Scooter sticks. <laughs> I'm laughing because this is the oldest we've ever sounded <laughs> on this podcast. I... Uh, we need Brandon here. Brandon knows about street drugs. <laughs> Brandon is that's probably where he's at. He's probably on drugs. Yeah, he's, he's probably taking off smoking drugs. And by on drugs, we mean he's probably playing a town team baseball oh, game. Exactly drugs. is what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he, took, he took a lime scooter there though, because he's so young. <laughs> that's right. Yep. And then he got a skateboard for the last he's doing half an mile. Ollie. He's Bucci. Yep. Back scratchers and ollies, dip endos, yeah. ollie north, north face. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yep, that's definitely what's happening for Brandon. But anyway, that's that. That's our happy news. The one that wasn't happy. We ended up complaining still. What's ha- oh, that's right. What's give me Good happy point. news, John? Um, uh, I can't believe you're not. Uh, gonna um, oh God, here's I, just, I got something. Yeah. Well, it's not happy, but it's just like uh, actually, it's not. No, it's it's bad. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I just re- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized I, just I, I was like, "Oh, that's bad." I still sometimes get excited about football season, but uh, oh, but no, no. it's pre- oh, first, first no. practice no, it's is oh, two be. weeks from tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Um, no, it's not. you know what Rick Spielman's doing right now. He's he's finding a little order in the chaos. I put his pants on the same way anybody better. else does. Over his tight end, walk on tight end from Notre Dame. And uh, oh, anyway, just yeah. tugging it. To Used to be a defensive end. Now yeah. he's a tight first end. games in less than a month. Uh, I don't want to. Uh. All right, I know. I know what Chicken's alluding to. the The United States women's national team just won the World Cup, and that was an amazing experience. That was crazy, and that was exciting. Uh, I got, enjoyed. I enjoyed the we whole got thing. So many people at the brewery on Sunday. We were we like got we, we had the big TV there and we were expecting mm-hmm. like five hundred people in the beer garden. At nine thirty, a half hour before started, we had a thousand. Holy cow! And by the time like everything was going, we were at full capacity in the beer. Like thirteen hundred is I think our rough capacity in the beer, which is crazy. You can't. But Hold I mean, you, you, you can't thirteen hundred thirteen hundred people in, in the beer garden. garden? You can't, I mean. Literally, I mean, if we had known it was going to be like that, we would have rented like another TV because you can see it's a big fucking TV. 
but not 1,300 people big. So I felt bad for the right. people in the back. And it was fucking hot on Sunday, too. Uh, if there's any sport that can accommodate it, it's it's soccer. Yeah, I mean, it's just... They can accommodate watching it from, oh, from, a, from a, a half mile Well, away. I mean, it's basically, it's like University of Michigan football. It's like, you know, you're sitting in the big <laughs> house. You're you're basically an Ypsilanti watching the game. And it's, but yeah, it's it was amazing. You can still kind of figure out what's going on. Yeah. Like, every, yeah, like everyone starts screaming, oh, so there's a penalty kick coming or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was... Yeah, you're not watching people dig the puck out of the corners. No, you can't see Watching what, yeah. the blobs move so, one yeah, way. Yeah, watching, yeah. yeah, just from a pure commerce point of view, which is obviously the most important thing here. Um, just no watch, yeah, watching how what? that crowd, because uh, we televised all the games at Surly and... Mm-hmm. Uh, just watching, like, I mean, like the would have been the when did they play England, John? Was that the quarterfinal or the semi? That was the yeah, semi. but that was like on a Tuesday. Was it the day before the Fourth of July? So t- Tuesday. That was a Tuesday that was afternoon. Tuesday. We had like seven hundred people there. At, on a, I mean, most people were still working. I think. So right. I mean, it was now it's two p.m. John, on a Tuesday. I didn't watch the game. Uh, they played the Netherlands, correct? Hall- right. Hans Brinker bullshit. I, <laughs> More like the nether regions, am I right? Jesus, John, don't you don't have to work blue with your second kid. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I don't have to be what I don't know, anymore. So I got all the kids I'm going to have. I saw the England. I didn't see it. I saw something from England like she did the the teacup yeah. thing, like making fun of England people. Was that what? I th- like she made fun of England? I think so. Culture that, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think that was. That's awesome. At least that's how they took it, yeah. That, what, did what they, that, that jig off uh, Piers Morgan was all... Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah, but if you're gonna listen to what Piers okay. Morgan has to say, you got you got a pretty angry. Also, John, please thing. confirm: this. is the name for the English women's team the Lionesses? Is that correct? That, that can't be true. That's correct. Oh God, God. I'm so glad that's... we beat them. That that was. Thank you, Jesus. God. Yep. Yep. The Jesus Lionesses. Loves America. Jesus. Christ. Oh, that's so horrible. Do we have? Does America have a name like that? The the women's team. The fucking ass they, kick. What, uh, the ass kickers, chicken fingers. Yeah. Love it. Hell yes. So my question, where I was going with this is, did they make fun of Holland's culture? And if so, like, like what was like tulips? Like, did they do like a windmill thing? The last 20 minutes of the game, everybody on the U.S. team, there was like a, there was an injury break. And at that point, everybody on the U.S. team ran over and they took their, their cleats off and they put on wooden shoes. They played the last 20 minutes of the game. And they danced around like, look at this. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of good Holland insults out there. No, like draining. Does does draining lowlands count as an insult? I don't. <laughs> to re- <laughs> I don't your whole country's yeah, below sea level. Way to reclaim. Dig a series of <laughs> way to series reclaim of land from the sea, you bitches. Like Jesus, that doesn't. It doesn't what, scan. What? Nobody. That no. doesn't make any sense. Not really. If God had meant Holland to exist, he would have put it above sea level. Am I right? <laughs> Well, I'm glad they won, yeah, John. Was, for but one for yeah, it was Stu's employer. Yeah, that was yeah, it was awesome. Being the black, us. yeah, and awesome. for Stu could probably send us the money from the University of Minnesota. Just you know, send us an advance, and yeah. we'll pay you back when we get that U of M cash. I mean, it was, and it was kind of like you know, we're like, well, what are we going to do now? Is there like you know some sort of? I mean, I assume they play. They'll play in the Summer Olympics. A fair amount of these players will be next, next year. year. Yep. I think now, that's right. well, I just want to know will the men even qualify for the Summer Olympics? Can they like miss that too? 
Well, the the thing that I will tediously explain to you right now is that men's soccer at the Summer Olympics is contested not by national teams but by under twenty three teams oh, from each okay. nation. And I believe I believe I have this fact right that the, those nations can use up to three players who are over the age of twenty three if they want. But it's certainly not a major tournament. That for seems kind of silly. That seems weird. Nobody's going to pay. Nobody pays a lot of attention to Olympic soccer on the men's side. On the women's side, it's still considered a major thing. Frankly, I, I kind of, I almost wish it wasn't because it just, it seems like the World Cup should be enough. But at the same time, it's another tournament it? and it'll be really fun. So Where are the Olympics? I'm not going to complain. They're way the hell somewhere. <laughs> are they in Japan? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Tokyo. Yeah. They're in Tokyo. So that next. time zone, I, yeah, shit. We're going to wait. Is it next? Yeah, year? it's two thousand. Yeah, that's right. Next old, year, twenty twenty. Brewery at three in the fucking morning. That's not going to work. <laughs> that's, that's not even legal. The city's not going to let us do that. God damn it! No, I don't think that's. Uh, wait, are you in a city? You seem that like part that of seems town is weird. That portion of the world is like a sovereign nation. It just feels like yeah. There's no laws. Well, I think if we, I don't even know what city. Are you in Minneapolis? That's yeah, Minneapolis. we're in Minneapolis, but the back parking lot where we have the the rock shows—that's technically St. Mm-hmm. Paul. That's the city line. Really? The city that line goes right through our parking lot. That doesn't surprise me at all because my house is closer to Surly than that back parking lot. <laughs> it is pretty far away. <laughs> well, so what you're telling me is like when I ultimately this is going to happen: get drunk and do something stupid at Surly, and the cops come. Mm-hmm. The Minneapolis cops are going to come. I'm going to run to that back parking lot and like jump over the line and be like, "What's up, fuckers?" Yeah, you can't you absolutely can't yeah. touch me over here? Hope you yep. Hope you got your marathon shoes on because it's kind of a long run. Yeah, over there. and like you well, know, the, we're right by the uh, the the little uh, the the little uh, what's the uh, roadway that connects the East Bank and the West Bank? You can just get on the Gopher ride or whatever. The yeah, transit the bus. The, the, yeah, transit the transit way. way. Just hop on the Gopher run or whatever the hell it is. That's that's wiggle my dick at him. What's up, fuckers? And that's te- right away. That is technically um, international waters. I think mm, if you're between right. the like east and like west, like a pirate. Bank, the U of M. Think, uh, it, it's little known that the University of Minnesota St. Paul campus. It's named the St. Paul campus. It's technically within the city limits of Falcon Heights. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the actual the weather maps or the the official. The official mapping, it's international waters. Every part of campus is in international waters and a little bit across Larpenter Avenue, also international oh, I'm, waters. So I'm going to start on that line. I'm going to open like Baccarat tables, yep. d- dog right. fighting rings. And the Lamplighter Lounge is Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> a real shitty, awful Switzerland. <laughs> Just- <laughs> Uh, I don't have I mentioned this on the podcast for the longest time before somebody told me what was what this is going to make me sound like an absolute idiot, but I'm going to tell it anyway. For the longest time, I thought the lamplighter, having never been in there, knowing nothing about it, I assumed that it was a hockey bar because light, light yeah. in the lamp. Oh, John, the lamplighter. John. <laughs> it's, it, it's not uh, a hockey bar. No, that's I found this out later. Is, no, that is the most from Ortonville <laughs> thing you've ever said. I know. I know. Walk in and say, turn Every on the so wild often, game and you get shot <laughs> right in the head. <laughs> Every so often, the fact that I'm from outstate Minnesota really shines through. And that was one of those moments. <laughs> I just pictured John showing up with his wild jersey on. 
yeah. wild stock. Ready for the game, guys. <laughs> Big foam finger. That's game on. Wild, the wild claw. The foam wild claw. You guys ever go to Tom Reed's? Just like this, right? <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, uh, man. Just remember, if you... If you, if you or, uh, so that was... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, ahead, I, no, I, was, I had... I had nothing not filthy to say. Um, All right. Did you so see the women's soccer made us happy? Yeah. Did you see? Okay. Yeah, that is Go ahead. Did you see that before Segway. the uh, we started recording? There was another giant trade in the NBA, and I sorry for bringing this up with chicken fingers on the line. No. Uh, no. You know, I what? Um, I the uh, Oklahoma City traded Westbrook to the Rockets for Chris Paul and a bunch of trap picks. Um. <laughs> uh, is that who? Is that good? Um, it's interesting. I mean, not to if you're not a fan of the NBA, but I, it's I just, assume well, Daryl Morey and Sam Presti are just gathering together to pat each other on the back for the next. I just, consecutive I, months it's just, somehow? I don't. And uh, actually, uh, Fingers actually made a tweet about this uh, trade already. Um, because oh. <laughs> as Dana Wessel pointed out, you have uh, Westbrook and James Harden on the same team now. And you may need two basketballs. You may need to, you well, may have to do is... multi-ball with the NBA. <laughs> this may finally be, this, this may finally be what causes it because there is not enough basketball in one game for those two guys to be on the same team. <laughs> is Carmelo Anthony still available? Cause he would fit right oh in. Oh my God. It's uh, get Chuck person, get the rifleman on the team. I mean, it's actually, no, he's in jail. Yeah. Sorry. never mind. Um, Chuck Person's, Chuck Person's in, jail? in jail. I can't remember why, but he's in jail. Please play the hold music. I'll look it up. It's a good story, I think. Chicken, would you like to read your read your tweet live on air? By live, I mean not edited and published for consumption for at least three weeks following this podcast. I tweet about the basketball thing. About about the basketball oh, thing. Stu said you. Oh, that's perfect. That's exactly what I want out of this. The joke lied in the obviousness. The joke lied in the obviousness of the situation in that Dana said something about, so the joke is you need two basketballs. And Dana's joke was, wait, has anyone ever actually checked to see if that's illegal or not? Maybe it isn't. And I said, yes, that would revolutionize the sport. That's it. See, there's nothing there, John. Oh, no, there's something. Chuck person, no, I, it's I won't not, say nothing. It, that's it. It would, it, yes, Dana, that would revolutionize the sport if they allowed two basketballs. The important thing there's about no this is that we we got we gave Stu time to look up the court records and find out. What <laughs> that's, we're all just tap dancing. Yeah. We're all yeah. Danny K. Tap dancing until yeah, uh, Chuck Person pled guilty on Tuesday to a conspiracy charge in a scandal that involved bribes paid to families of NBA bound young athletes to steer them to top schools and favored money managers and agents. So he basically did Ooh. what every college basketball program does. So that's he just all. got caught. He just got caught. So Chuck Person, Chuck Person is a basketball. He was coach? an Auburn assistant at the time. Oh, is that so where he went? He's Auburn? every. Yeah. He's legitimately every assistant basketball coach there's ever been at the Kalita. Also, the reason he was called the Rifleman, you know why he was actually called the Rifleman? 
Well, I I, I, I assume to because add. his name is Chuck Person, like the his actor. middle name is Connors. His name is Chuck Connors Person. <laughs> Chuck Connors huh. was the actual rifleman. Was the actual? The more, that's you, my the more yeah. you know. Was he named Chuck Connors though after Chuck Connors? He was the, correct. It would be about the right time. He was, the fifties, I assume. He was, he was named after the rifleman. Huh. You see, you learn that's things on this fortieth. That's that's why you yeah, miss us. This is an educational podcast. When John sport. goes on maternity leave or or paternity leave, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> well, whatever. That's cool, man. Maybe John had the baby. You don't know. Um, it's a new world. It's fun. But yeah, that's I, I've seen it done, and I don't think I could do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's you learn things from us, and I think that's the sport of difference. Yep. Yeah, that's right. This is why I play it for my son at top volume <laughs> to make sure he gets that kind of. Those kind of facts, even though he's we would actually if a we started a Patreon, we would way. pay people. We would pay people to listen to our extra episodes. I think because it would it, <laughs> it would just be the right thing to do. Honestly, oh. yeah. boy, that starting an auction for it was really a bad idea because yeah. it immediately became yeah. negative. <laughs> I don't know why they even let no, you do that. Me. Did I ever All tell right. you the story so, about when they when we auctioned off the family farm? And the last thing no. to be sold, I, I, maybe I've never mentioned this. The last, the last thing to be sold was a, a goat named, its name was Goatly. <laughs> of and course. Nobody yeah. wanted goat, Goatly the goat. And, uh, it was tied to a tree and the, uh, they, they, nobody bid on him. And finally this old timer said, fine, I'll take him. I'm not paying anything for him. And the gavel swung and the auctioneer's like, fine, the auction's over. And you can have them for free. And they untied him from the tree and Goatly ran away into the woods <laughs> and they never found him. That's the, <laughs> still to this day, gone. He just ran into the woods. I, did he like lay down and die? I, nobody quite knows. He get eat by wolves. I, possible to say. And we never saw him again until one day we turned on the TV and the Wild had a new general manager. <laughs> and we said, I'll be dang. That's Goatly. So he's calling himself Paul Fenton. If we put up the Sportive Podcast for auction for people to listen, we would be Goatly. It would be a goat tied to a tree that nobody wanted. <laughs> yep. Everyone would say, will you give us any money for this podcast, Goatly the Goat? And nobody, and nobody would say anything. And his finally poor goat head would just Patrick Donnelly would say, Fine, I'll take him, but I'm not paying anything right. for him. <laughs> and he'd untie us. Like Kelly, Kelly Gopher yeah, Girl would take it on weekends and- when Patrick couldn't care for it. <laughs> and that would be it. Yep. yep. We'd eat down the kudzu in her home mm-hmm. pick grandpa's old farm. <laughs> and like, you know, eventually just, <sighs> you know, we could end up in like you know, the beef commercial at Bump's Family Restaurant, only it'd be a goat commercial. <laughs> this gravy is stringy. Oh, that's metallic. Doing some Glenco humor here because uh, that's, you know, what, what we're good at. It's a great, yep. that was a that's, great call. That's where we're at. That's the part, <laughs> portion yeah. of the podcast. The niche that even understood right. that one is there's like seven people in the world, <laughs> none of which listen to this podcast, but man, you nailed it. I think I should have to see Kelly will like that and Josh Fiedler will like that one. Those are the two. That, that's that's going to be it. That's that's our audience. That's the only people who want us anymore. 
All right. I want to end this podcast with you guys telling me that it's going to get better and it's going to be okay. No, I know. Right you are in the newborn. Right oh, now. on that part. I thought you meant sports part. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be. Yeah. You guys have both been through totally. this. I need, I need something to hang on to. John, I will, uh, let me tell you this. This week, for the first time in 16 years, all of our kids are in different places overnight for over a week. Holy shit, man. This is why... It's the weirdest thing I've ever been a part of. It is so... It's like something is wrong, isn't it? It's an, it, it is that is exactly what it's like. Is that something is wrong? I am constantly like, am I? Did I forget? What am I? What am I doing? We have all of our kids are in different states, much less not in our house. It is the weirdest situation. Most of which, most of them are unaccessible by cell phone, so they can't even tell us how they're doing. So we can't like correspond with them. It is an odd circumstance, and it's so John, quiet. I'm just telling it's you, so it quiet. makes you miss. It's remarkably quiet. It makes you miss the days that you're going through now, John. I know you think you you can't imagine ever that this is just so horrible. I know everybody tells you you will miss it, and I'm promising you you will. I'm promising you you will that I will miss it. You absolutely will. Because I'm sitting here Stewie. staring out at uh, mowed pasture, <laughs> like, like, a, like I'm 800 years old with absolutely nothing to do. <laughs> Chickens have mowed the pasture four times this week already. <laughs> we went to the bar tonight. That's I told you we were at the bar. And yep. I've never, we went to trivia night. Like, I've never been fucking trivia night. What are you, insane? <laughs> what the, what they didn't have that? trivia night 16 years ago. They did not. No, <laughs> it didn't yeah. exist. And we're like, we what were you going to do? We read it Open the up the dictionary well, and spell stuff out of it? What What do you do? Like, how do you play? No, no, no. I mean, 16 years ago, there was no way to create trivia because you would have needed a library full of references. You would have been reading. You would have had the. You would have had a trivial answer. pursuit board game with like these dog-eared cards. Yes, you would have been reading. That's right. That would have been trivia night. Yeah. Yep. And it was, and even back then, trivia pursuit was thirty years old. So the questions on it it's in like the eighties were like, who was, who was Lyndon Johnson's yeah. agriculture secretary? You're like, fuck! I, how the fuck am I supposed to know that? Barbara Streisand was the answer to every yeah. question, or some water game. If you didn't know who H.R. Haldeman was, you were fucked. No, you were effed <laughs> right in the B. Yeah, it was tough. Anyways, we went to trivia. We cut it short. I think we were in the lead, John, when we left. We had to cut it short oh. because what we didn't know is trivia night takes like two hours. It is. There's 30 it's questions. <laughs> we got through 20. And I'll ask you one. Let's see if you. What is another name for the cut of meat called the seven bone steak? The seven bone steak? Yeah. My, so we're sitting at the bar and my wife goes, bone. Like that, that's, <laughs> yeah, that made me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for, that's why I love her. <laughs> Bone. Yeah. <laughs> Made me laugh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. God damn it. Fiedler, Fiedler would know. I don't know that. Fiedler one. would know. Yeah. 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 Right now, Fiedler is on his feet in his office. He's got his earbuds in and he's just screaming. I don't know computer. for sure. I think it's the child. You can't Google it, right? That's part of the rules. And don't be a dick yeah. and like see, and sneak Google. So we did. We didn't. I think it's the Chuck stick. That's my guess is the Chuck. And there was, so it was questions like that. Um, 
Stu, you might know this. This this one I did know. The actress that played the gal that in Psycho in the shower. Uh, Janet Lee. That's correct. Um, well, at least that's what I put. And I'm pretty sure that's Jamie Lee that Curtis's is mom. So anyway, in case anybody was wondering, that's yep. See, I, I, I don't think topless, like I don't know the seven Curtis. bone steak though. So that's <laughs> looks to me like Stu's going to trivia. Uh, Anyways, it was it was fun. But then I had to leave to go and do a freaking podcast. Did you go to uh, – were you at uh, Dan's Bar in New Trier? No, we went to Tillian, uh, the, okay. the brewery downtown. Oh, cool. Fun. Um, that was fun. Yep. Dan's Bar um, – speaking of uh, – they're not a sponsor, but Dan's Bar has like one of the better trivia account or not trivia, Twitter accounts because all they do is show mm-hmm. their burger of the day. That is their Twitter presence and it's fucking awesome. And I think today today's was like a jalapeno popper bacon burger, and I literally almost got in the car and drove to New Trier because it Doesn't just look awesome. It looked so good. Yeah. Anyway, and we didn't. You, all yeah. I'm asking you is if you do that, stop by my house and get me because I want. Well, to of course, and it's I, like two hours I, from your house. And it, it's it's it's, it's, it's a, a hall. I, when I went to Red Wing um, in the winter, it's it's still a hall to get there, John. Hmm. But yeah, I'll take you with it next time. The amount I don't care. I know, I know. It's I worth know. it. But yes, uh, John, it's you are in the meat grinder right now. To get back to the original oh. thing, it's this is yes. this is this. I mean, it's not bad because you have a second child who you love and just can't get enough of. But it's a lot of fucking work, and it you, it's it'll get better. Um, it's Graham. Is, is it a month now? Uh, a little over a month, month and a half. Got about five months left. Christmas is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Christmas, mm-hmm. you'll have the ho- you'll have the holidays. You'll That's have the holidays. Right. It'll be. I mean, uh, Quinn's going to be just over the moon. She's she knows like you know Christmas and presents now, and she's going to have a little brother, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, until she's already over the yeah, moon. And then, and she's she's going to kill us all with exactly. Her and then with Christmas and that, but by then, in theory, I mean I know colic and all that other stuff can happen. But probably we'll be close to sleeping through the night by then. And that's that should be like you circle that December 25th in red over and over and over. Because that's gotcha. that's that is the goalpost right now. It will it might move. It sucks. But that's where you got to line up the kick right now. That is the sports metaphor I have for you. I get Right. I, I, I need I need the goalposts out mm-hmm. there because – they, they they just sort of shift around. Yeah. When when we had when when we had the first, I remember she was about two weeks old, and I was just ready to just. Quit. Oh yeah. And one of our friends said, "Just get to six weeks. Once you get to six weeks, everything." Yeah, will be no, fine. I. And I held on to that with both hands for four consecutive weeks, and it was right. I, she got to six yeah. weeks, and everything turned oh, out. Yeah, to be I, I mean, I remember uh, after Piper was born, um, I went to work one day, and I you know I hadn't shaved. It was just pale. And because I was doing the overnight feedings and uh, I had some coworker asked, pulled me aside and said, are, are you on drugs? Because <laughs> I mean, I was just that I was just that haggard and just it's it's just it, it takes a lot out of you to not sleep and to be constantly, you know, anxious and worried. And just because I mean, it's a newborn. You've got to have that type of level of concern. And it's it's hard. You don't sleep. And it's just, it's really difficult. And I, God love you, man. It's, you you are in the thick of it right now. It will get better, but it's going to be a bit yet. I just, 
we talked about we talked about kids a long time ago, and I'm sure you don't remember saying this, Stu. And I think at that point, Brandon was about where I'm at right now in terms of age of kids. And I remember him sort of we we were sort of discussing about when it gets good and when it gets better and when kids start being fun. And I remember you, Stu, saying, I think kindergarten, like kindergarten is a really good age. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I'm also not only six weeks, not only six months, but I also feel like I've got a calendar where I'm marking off the days until my kids are both until my son is in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Like that'll be, those will be the good days, right? Yeah, absolutely. That'll be a million years from now though. I, I I also don't kind of want to think about that also because I don't want to miss the next six years and I'm not trying to wish away days. This is an amazing blessing. This is what we wanted. It, it looked like it wasn't going to happen for a while and then it did. And it's just, it's amazing and it's a blessing and I want to sleep for a month. Oh yeah. Is all I want. The, right? Well, the worst part, of course, is that the first time you actually do sleep through the night, you're going to freak out because, like, oh my god, what's wrong? What's wrong? And it's just because, oh, Graham decided to sleep through the night. That's what happened. So yeah, that's just. <sighs> but yeah, it's going to oh, happen. It I remember it happening yeah. with Quinn. It's going to happen, and then it's going to be all right. I just, I got to yes. get there. You've got to get there, and you will. And then you'll have one kid in college and the other one you're taking out for uh, driver's ed. So that's uh, oh, right. I you you've you've been through the college thing yeah. already, Stu. Yeah, I get it's even though that you are the oldest person on the podcast, John, I am actually technically older than you. I know. It's unbelievable how much older and boringer I am than you, despite being <laughs> oh, that's, a decade younger that's, than you are. That's somehow? more a function of where I ended up working and stuff, I think, than anything else. And... You have an exciting life and know things about popular culture, and I'm out here that's reading just, the newspaper. No, because my kids are older and have things to do and don't need me for anything. That's why I have that. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. I have... Well, Chicken says I'm going to miss this. You will. As crazy as it I is. I promise no. you, you will. You absolutely will. I'm going to go... I'm gonna go hold a six week old, feed him, and tell the, him about tell him about his uncle. The chicken. insane amount of free time that I have right now just feels like I'm <laughs> screwing up somehow. That I'm not like I should have. I mean, that's like, a, and I assume that's why like old older guys, uh, guys like about ten years older than me, are always futzing with their lawn. It's because they're, they're all they, they don't have anything else to do. What are you going to do? They want to be in the house. They're down there with like, you know, they got like a fucking like, you know, some sort of like measuring device for lawns that I don't know that exists <laughs> that to get a uniform measurement on the cut. And I that's you have all this free time, which you had before you had kids. And you had plenty of things to do then. It was usually, you know, taking bong hits or something. But now that, On, you, yeah. now that you're old, um, it's like, well, can't sit at the bar all day. Can't sit at home and drink all day. Can't, you know, do all that. Can't just sit in front of the TV all day. I got to find something to do. And it's just, it's weird. It is so weird to have free time. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to listen to this back. In the long nights and weeks and months to come, I'm going to listen to this part back 
with you two telling me that I'm going to miss this and telling me about all the free time I'm going to have. But, I mean, you're not going to miss it until you miss it. John, when I I got home from work today and there was vultures circling kind of over the woods in the back, and I went... And like on a little adventure to to look and see what exactly they what dead thing they were that that to me in my head is huh that's something to do I hop on the four wheeler and just go <laughs> then that's literally it's what exactly I did. in every way it's exactly like you were nine years old just like ah let's get out there and see ago, what there is to do ne- I wouldn't have even noticed them a week ago I would have been going to who knows what game or practice who gives it two weeks ago excuse me last week was Fourth of July but. Two weeks ago, I would have not even had time to even think about them circling. Now I saw them and made a concerted effort to go see what they were doing. What? It's like when you're a kid and there's a house being built in your neighborhood. And every day you just go there to see what's going on. I have so oh, what are they time? doing today? I don't oh. know what I'm doing. Cement truck here. Well, that, that sounds attractive right now, but I'm going to try to appreciate this time anyway. Thanks to you guys. I'm not, it's definitely not better. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just different. Yep. You will miss what you're at right where you're at right now. All right. On that note, um, is Brandon going to be here soon to edit this podcast or when does he get here? Uh, that's, He's, uh, you're kind of, you're kind of, you're kind of the guy here, John. That's on you. Yeah. None of it's, All right, it's time to none start. of it's time sensitive. Time to start. I don't think. <laughs> Hmm. Well, uh, I no. think we're going to be complaining about Paul Fenton and the Twins starting rotation for a while. So. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, unless, I think we're going to. The only be way right. it'll be out of date is if the Twins sweep Cleveland. That'll, which would be a fortunate thing. So that's that's right. it. People will be happy. True. All right. Well, that's that's it for me. You guys got anything else you want to mention no. before we go here? I, no. I I realize that now having talked about it, I made sort of a tactical error of scheduling this podcast this week and early because i i'm ready to go to bed and both of you guys are like oh, what else we got to talk about what's in the news uh i don't have anything to do let's record uh, three more wanna let's open up section b here what oh city council meeting <laughs> all right you guys can finish your city council podcast after i'm gone not that not that we'll ever edit that's, it, but that sounds good. Right? It's good. Did you it's see good being here? Egan's fucking consent agenda. Did you see it? <laughs> Egan, am I right? You're never going to get that Culver's with that kind of attitude. <laughs> Something in the water down there, I think. All right, that's okay. enough. I'm going to hit the call it. Button. All right, see you. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.